<clears throat> Welcome to the TB Toy Cast, where Travis and Brian talk all things toys from the past, the present, and the future. Ugh, that's all we need, another podcast where a bunch of nerds talk about toys. Enjoy the show! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time once again for the TB Toy Cast. My name is Brian, and joining me as always on this adventure down the toy aisle is my good friend Travis. Travis, it is episode 61. Are you ready to talk some toys? I am. We're four episodes away from our Golden Buckeye card. Like, we're about to retire and collect toy Social Security. Boy, I wish that was a thing. Holy crap. Every month we'll just send you some toys. Like, okay. (laughs) All right, if you say so. Our main event this week is a very interesting one. It won the poll. The Incredible Crash Dummies. So, this is one of those lines that was like there and then gone, right? I mean, it was very short. But it has this lasting impression just because of how ridiculous the line was. I'm looking forward to diving into that in our main event, uh, which will be coming up a bit later. But... Uh, much like last week, we have a special guest this week. He's the uh, the unofficial third member of the TV Toy Cast. The one and only Steve Hoker will be joining us for the entire show. Steve, welcome back to the show, man. Thanks for having me back. Absolutely. I guess because uh, last week after we were trending uh, number one on Tout, uh, MySpace, and Friendster, you just had to have me back. Yeah, you can follow us on Friendster at TB Toy Cast. I don't even know if that's they do that on there. <laughs> I never had that one. So, I don't even know if that's still a thing anymore. So, uh, funny story. I was in NXT when Tout became a thing, and they were, like, really, really, really pushing us to Tout. And uh, I think I did a <laughs> More couple. than they were pushing the fans? Y- yes, actually. <laughs> like, hey, you guys going to live events this week? Tout it. Tout it. Tout it. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, um, definitely a weird thing for a few months there. Um, Steve, I'm going to ask you, what do you what do you think about uh, Incredible Crash Dummies? It'll be in our main event. What do you remember about this line? Uh, I remember the PSAs more than I remember the actual toys. But um, I've always got a kick out of the PSAs. Definitely fun stuff. Very 90s, right? Yes. Travis, what about you? What do you remember about the uh, Incredible Crash Dummies? I remember them being... Um, I remember them coming out, and I remember the car, and I remember seeing them, and I just, I never got any of them, and I thought it was cool that they fell apart, but then I also thought, they fall apart. So, it was like, that's cool, and then the other part of my brain, like, well, that's dumb, why do you want toys that are gonna break? Like, it was just a very... Like, and I was like 13, 14, like, it, it was a, I was a little too old, it was a little too young, but it was still kind of cool, it was, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. Well, I told the listeners I had a funny story about this, so I'm going to go ahead and share it now, because I feel like it's that, it's appropriate, um, I had a cousin who's a few years older, and I don't know if you guys were this way, but when you had someone in your life that was close to your age but a few years older, you kind of just 
almost like idolize them to a degree and like just everything they like, you like, you know, like he mm-hmm. liked the Buffalo Bills, so I liked the Buffalo Bills, you know, type of thing. Even though I knew nothing about them, I was just they liked it, so I liked it. Um anyway, so he was telling me how stupid he thought the crash dummy toys were. Those are so st- and he was Travis, he's probably about your age, so he was probably thirteen and I was probably you know, seven, eight, somewhere in there. And he was just like, these are so stupid. Like, you know, no one's going to, I mean, they fall apart. It's dumb. They're stupid. Who would want these? I'm like, oh my gosh, they're so dumb. They're so stupid. Who would want these? That's what I'm thinking, right? And, and so I. We got Parrot Breaker. What? Dumb and stupid. Dumb <laughs> exactly. and stupid. Exactly. And so I had another cousin who was younger and she wanted them. And she thought they were really fun. She wanted crash dummies. And so I had told my mom, like, on three occasions, I don't want crash dummies. They're so stupid. Don't want them. Don't want them. Don't want them. Well, my mom was shopping with that younger cousin's mom. And they end up, you know, she's like, oh, she really wants some crash dummies. So, and so in turn, my mom buys me crash dummies. So I ended up getting the car and two additional figures, which the car came with a figure. And I thought it was the absolute greatest toy I have ever gotten. And I, like, as soon as I got it, I was like, oh, Crash Dummies. Ugh. You know, but then I started <laughs> playing with them, and I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. And I was absolutely hooked. So very interesting how that happened. And I guess me telling my mom over and over I didn't want it, I didn't want it, all she remembers is me just mentioning Crash Dummies. So thought I wanted it. And, you know, it was a, it was a great, it was an interesting surprise because I didn't want it. Thought they were stupid, got them and realized they were amazing. They also made a video game for this as well. They sure like, did. This was a big, like, I think there was a cartoon too, wasn't there? Yes, there was a cartoon as well. Like very strange. That it, it was a weird, happen, but... it was a weird license because I, I kind of wonder, like, on this time, because, like, I, like I said, I just watched the toys that made us on the Ninja Turtles and how, like, almost every toy company kind of passed on that. I kind of wonder when, like, because Turtles is huge in 91. So I wonder if companies are like, maybe we need to go after some of these goofy ones because some of them are a hit, right? Crash Dummies wasn't, but maybe they thought it could have been. But realistically, like, Everything was kind of fun. It just didn't really last. And I think that's, I think, the key to a good license. Like, how does Masters of the Universe, like, become hugely popular in the 80s and then drift away and then relaunch and drift away and relaunch and so many times. But then you bring it back in 2020 and it's big again. It's kind of wild. Well, you kind of pigeonhole yourself with, with this, like, are you going to make a crash test dummy family? Like, are, are the, you want to talk about repaints? Like, are they, do we do one in yellow and red and series two is purple and green and this and that? Like, there wasn't, it's awesome line, but there really wasn't a lot of meat on the bone. It's for, a one, it's a one and done for sure. Yeah. It actually got a lot more stuff than I would have ever, ever thought the line would kind of get. Yeah, and I don't know where this came from, like, what the the idea of uh, Crash Test Dummies... Because I remember playing the video game, and it was kind of what you would imagine, where if your legs get knocked off, you're crawling, and then, you know... So, 
it's you basically fall apart, and that's kind of how you end up losing a life on the game. But again, it's just one of those weird things. It's like, what makes you want to buy a Crash Dummies game? Like, why are you like, ooh, Crash Dummies? That'll be fun. It's just very, very odd. Because you're like, well, I never thought they'd make a Crash Dummies. I've got to buy it. There you go. That's all. I think there was a zombie game like that where you'd start losing body parts and you would just, you know, eventually, like, you'd crawl when you lose your legs and then lose your arm and you're just kind of, like, wiggling on the ground. I can see that. Makes sense. Thought, so. It definitely makes sense. Um, it I, makes a little more sense with zombies than it does with for crash test dummies in a game, but... For sure. Um, well, it is my week for an icebreaker, and so I, I was thinking of this, and I, and I thought this would spark some good conversation because... I I have my opinion and I'll share that and I'd like to get your guys thoughts. I was like I said I've been rewatching the toys that made us. One of my favorite episodes is Masters of the Universe obviously. And kind of hearing from like conception to hitting the shelves, becoming a huge hit and how like much money it was making at its peak all the way to dropping down to just almost nothing. And I think the consensus from the designers and the guys at Mattel were once they introduced She-Ra, it became like this popular boys toy was not that great because now girls are buying it. And like, I don't want to buy stuff my sister buys. So it's not as popular. Now, some of the other guys were like, well, I don't think that's really the case. I think, you know, now it's all the side characters. It's like Buzz Off and guys like that. That's not your He-Man, your Skeletor's. Man at Arms, you're not getting the principal characters anymore. You're getting the side, the side characters. And I'm like, well, that makes sense too. So, mm-hmm. here's my question: Do you think Shira coming along had that effect and kind of hurt the line? Because here's also my thought: I don't think it's so much that that happened. I think these lines only have a certain amount of time before they start to dry out. And I also think around that time. 1987-1988, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles hit, and that became the big thing. And I think mm-hmm. sometimes those collections, like you kind of have everyone you want, and you're like, I'm good. Oh, here's this new toy. I want to kind of get that. And I think Ninja Turtles started drying up around this 93-94. What happened there? Power Rangers happened. You know, these new lines happen mm-hmm. and popularity changes. So anyway, Travis, I'll start with you. What are your thoughts on that? Um... I 100% think that She-Ra killed Masters. Love She-Ra. Uh, but when She-Ra came out, they stopped, Filmation stopped making He-Man cartoons. So there were no new He-Man cartoons. She-Ra bombed, essentially. And I, I think it killed Masters. So I... Uh, I think they were trying to catch lightning in a bottle again for girls. Sure. Which and, I get. Well, yeah, I mean, Masters was huge. But, like, if I, like, is it the main reason? No, absolutely not. There's always a million reasons. Like, uh, but I do think that that was a, uh, a big thing. And, it, you know, it wasn't just the toys, but. You know, you go from seeing He-Man five days a week as a... And I I remember this as as a little one. Like, I remember watching He-Man 
every day after school or before school, and then He-Man's gone and replaced by She-Ra, and I may see He-Man once out a month on a cameo appearance. So, like, it, it was... And like you said, it's like, well, He-Man's not on there. I'm not going to watch. The only reason I watched She-Ra was to see He-Man. And he wasn't there. So, um, you know, I, I do think that it hurt the line. But also, like you said, boys were looking for something else. And Turtles came out. And I, I think that was a, like, like you were saying, like maybe a a point in the right direction, if you will, of like you know, boys were looking for the next cartoon and whoop, here's Ninja Turtles. Like, yeah. So Steve, what about you? Steve, do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, I do. And, um, it wasn't She-Ra that I, I felt killed it. I, I actually just thought of that as a separate thing, even though looking back on it, it was absolutely supposed to be a, a continuation, I guess, or, a, you know, oh, watch this now instead. Right. Um, and the same thing with the toy line. I I totally thought of it as two separate toy lines. Um, I think well, you were of, wrong, Steve. <laughs> Get out of here. That wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> it won't be the last time either. Probably not even this episode. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I kind of, I knew they were... Um, the same like story or the same line kind of, but I still thought of them as different. Sure. Um, and I liked all the weird characters in He-Man. You know, I oh, yeah, I, I lo- loved my Skeletor and my He-Man, of course. But uh, yeah, give me Buzz off, give me any of those weird ones. I was like, oh, cool, a new Masters figure. Like. Uh... Mechanic and Modulock and all those goofy ones yeah. that kind of came out at the end. For sure. Oh, yeah. But I, I still Man, think... Mantena. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Snout Spout. I mean, it's great stuff. Mm-hmm. I still think the big factor on, on a lot of these is timing. And, you know, it's one of those things like if, if Turtles hadn't have come out when it did, because it was at the downfall of Masters, would it have been as big of a hit? Like, because there's probably a ton of toy lines that came out in say '86 that we're not talking about today because they didn't hit like Turtles. Did. Right. Yep. Timing is everything. I think that's it's one of those things. Like, and, and I and I, I so here's what I do when I go down the toy aisle at Walmart or Target. I look at every action figure. Now, there's a lot of stuff I don't know anything about. There's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff I don't care about. But I always look at everything, and every now and then something will stop me in my tracks. Mm-hmm. And to me, I feel like that's the idea of of toys. And yeah, I think absolutely. that's what Turtles had back then. It stopped kids in their track. What are these? Teenage mm-hmm. Mutant Ninja Turtles? That sounds amazing. Like, right. And then you see, oh, they have this big, you know, this big warthog and this big, you know, rhino that they fight. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of just fun elements to it. So... To me, it's a combination of everything. But I was just kind of—I was curious. Like you, Steve, you brought up a good point. She was Shira is separate. It's—it's mm-hmm. a, it's a different show. It's a different toy line. Yeah, it's the same universe, but it's different. So, 
But like I, Travis I, brought up a point of how it, it didn't do well financially. So yeah. Yeah, I think because um, I think there were a couple male characters in She-Ra, right? Didn't Horde come correctly. from She-Ra? I'm pretty sure he did. But that's true. Um, there was yeah. Bo. He, he had the bow and arrow. Yeah, I. Um, but he wasn't like a. He didn't have like the master's body shape. It was no, just, no, no. Yeah, so that's why I. I um, I think maybe if he had had like more of like the master's build, maybe I would have been like, okay, cool, I'll get him. Sure. Um, but yeah, I, I absolutely did think of she as a a girl's line at that point. So I was like, huh, I'm gonna stick with He-Man. Right. And I think too, like again, when a line gets going for a while. It's time to move on to the next thing, and I think that always happens. Like Turtles, you know, near the end, they had a lot of goofy characters, and I thought they were fun, but again, Power Rangers started to hit. That became a huge thing, and then guess what? Power Rangers eventually ran dry. So I think that was the boys' toy template at that time. And also, too, you factor in, if if a kid is, say, 10 years old at the beginning of Masters in, like, 82, Mm -hmm. by... uh, by what, 86, 87, you know, he's almost 16 now. So maybe he's not in action figures anymore. He's outgrown it. So that next generation, like I think Mark Ellis was saying, like the next generation doesn't have the original characters. They have the side characters. So the collection, I'm like, Oh, that makes sense. So I think it's a lot of factors. That was just something I thought would be kind of a fun topic, but uh, to kind of transition to our, to our, our first segment here of like, what has us excited we're obviously coming off of San Diego Comic-Con. There's so much to cover. I don't think we'll get to everything. Um, a lot of announcements, a lot of stuff to be excited for from almost every company. Um, I'll start with this, and we can kind of just spitball as we go. But we saw um, Mattel is really kind of going all in once again on retros. We saw, obviously, Wave, I guess, Mattel Creations, their second wave. Almost, I guess, technically Wave 12 which will have the Hart Foundation, Jimmy Hart, and Nikolai Volkov. That's been announced already. But they also announced Series 3 will include Tugboat, Lex Luger, uh, Evil Doink, and Greg the Hammer Valentine Rhythm and Blues style, which is very interesting as it's all unreleased prototypes. Yep. They also announced a ringside exclusive set of two-packs, Hall and Nash with the NWO shirts, and Six and Hollywood Hogan in the NWO gear. A lot of new retro stuff. What do you guys think of these? Travis, I'll start with you. Um, I think if the retros are your thing, uh, they're they're hitting hit you in the sweet spot. They're they're finishing up that uh, orange card line that they can, um, you know, because they've already released Diesel. Now we've got a another Doink. Um, mm-hmm. And then they're hitting those prototypes, Tugboat and uh, Rhythm and Blues Greg. So they're getting that adult collector. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the NWO is cool because uh, I remember part of the biggest uh, customs of Hasbro's was taking your Hasbro's and painting them black and white and sure. putting NWO on them. So yep. uh, I think that's a, a sweet spot. Um, and... Uh, I, I, I think they've done uh, a great job, and you know I feel sorry that you guys have to buy them four at a time and an entire line. But um, you know they they 
knocked it out of the park with with these eight, eight, ten, something like that. Steve, what do you think about them? I love them. I mean, the the retros aren't the same as Hasbro's, but I'm still excited to have them. Oh, they're definitely not the same. That's a good point. Yeah. I, I've always looked yeah. at these as separate lines. Um, yeah. It, it's it's kind of more um, Jeff Toon from Fully Posable calls it a love letter to the Hasbro mm-hmm. line. And I think that's a good example. It's not a Hasbro. It's it's a, uh, hey, this is something similar to what you used to love. So um, I, right. I, I'm glad that they're back. I'm glad that they seem to be kind of pushing them again. I, I like the idea of two packs because we haven't seen that with retros. So I think that that's really cool. I hope they they do another ring. I would love to see a yellow ring to kind of match that King of the Ring one. That would be really cool. Yeah. Um, so but, overall, I, I dig these. I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and I don't mind the the four pack theory because me personally, I'm going to buy them all anyway. Yeah, same with me. So so the fact that I can just you know one and done, you know, add to cart and get all four of them right away, it's totally fine with me. And they're also not incredibly expensive, considering you can get the four no. pack for about what you could buy one of the zombie figures for. Yeah, I mean, I guess probably what fifteen or twenty dollars more. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah. So it's it's not bad. We also saw a bunch of new superstars figures: um, The Rock, Mr. T, uh, Rick Rude, Natural Disasters, a few others. Um, Travis, I'll start with you. What do you think about these? It's getting really hard not to buy these. <laughs> really, really hard. Come to the um, dark side, Travis. I'm I, honestly, I'm a little bummed that there wasn't a um, a new NWO member to go with Hogan, uh, Hall, and Nash. Sure. Like I was hoping, maybe like mm-hmm. a six, since they can do uh, Waltman. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's but, actually kind of a layup. I don't know why they didn't do Waltman. Yeah. Or, like, uh, I mean, we saw an elite Bischoff. Like, we've already got a, like, a T-shirt body and jeans and a soft goods jacket. Like, I I don't know. It, wish list. But, uh, once again, uh, I, I think the Earthquake and Typhoon are awesome. Awesome, awesome. Uh, the Rick Rude was great. Like, I said, it's getting, like... And we're going to get into it a little bit deeper, but I, it's hard not to get excited for this stuff because I'm a wrestling fan and this is like right up my alley, mm-hmm. but man, am I glad that I've all but stepped away from wrestling figures and to other figures with all of the stuff that, that was released because, um, I would need a second mortgage on my home for all of this stuff. Steve, I'll throw it back to you. What do you think about them? Uh, I love the Superstar series. Uh, might actually be my my favorite uh, WWE line right now. Uh, there's just something about it. To, it almost hits like the Hasbro feels for me. Sure, it's um, it's a really cool idea. I'm glad they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, just jumping back to the Earthquake and Typhoon ones, I love that um, the Earthquake. Oh, you can take the the singlet off of both of them. Yes. And I love that the Earthquake one is, uh, you can do the Natural Disasters version or the, the Canadian Earthquake. I think that's awesome, but I was a little let down with uh, Typhoon. He's just wearing black tights. 
Yeah, that was odd. Unless they're wanting you know? to make – well, hear me out. What if they're making soft goods tugboat clothes? That would be totally awesome. But I, I want to say – I forget if it was Jeff and Scott or if it was on uh, Major Pod that they mentioned that Bill said it's like Big Steel or something. And it was like a real like – it was a real stretch. Yeah, like a wow. real – Okay. Yeah, it just, it just looked so to on me the one like hand, he, it's cool, but I'm like, I don't recall him ever wearing just like trunks. Yeah, I guess that's how he debuted. Yeah, I, I, that's a deep cut, though. Like, yeah, I, I would love soft good like tugboat clothes. Well, what you could have done, I think, is paint on the Typhoon singlet, but then mm-hmm. have the tyf like the tugboat tank top and pants. Yeah, that would have worked. I mean, you could throw the hat in, I guess, too. But yeah, yeah it's like, yeah, hey, there you go. Like, it's great. Yeah, it's easy. But uh, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of a, a weird one. Um, we, I can't go over everything, Mattel, because they showed off so much. Yeah, they but they did an amazing job this year. They really did. And uh, Travis, you brought up a really interesting point. Like, Mattel is essentially telling everybody, you don't need to spend your money elsewhere. Spend it with us, right? I mean, that's kind of the vibe I got as well. I That's how I feel like, you know, I don't know market percentages or, like, when they do their presentations of, like, well, of the, you know, it, it's like ratings, you know. In the such-and-such such market, we need this percent of boys' toy sales, blah, 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 blah. Like, I really think that Mattel is trying to monopolize wrestling collectors budget and like don't go to jazz wears don't go to any of the um you know other retro lines sure because we are just going to pump all of these figures out all of the time so you completists that have to have everything, you're going to have to buy from us and we're going to monopolize every bit of your spending money because we're going to have legends, we're going to have retros, we're going to have superstars, we're going to have ultimates. And, like, they had, like, six Mattel Creations uh, oh, yeah. exclusives. They haven't had that many Mattel Creations exclusives in the last six years, let alone within one calendar year. So it's, like... Is it a smart business move, or are all of these going to be sitting on the shelves like the current Legends line, and you can pick up Road Dog in China for five and six bucks because they're being ordered, they're being ordered, they're being ordered, and then yeah, nobody's buying them, or we miss a line because you know Legends six is out and they didn't get Elite ninety nine, or you know what I mean? Like mm, it, sure. it's I don't know. Like, kudos to Mattel, but I, I, I'm I, not in an ivory tower, but I don't know how smart of a business move this is. Well, let me throw my thoughts out there. I think, I think with them – here's the thing. Like, there's no heels and faces if retros are still around. And, and, I mean, maybe he was planning this, but everyone was like, we want retros. We want retros. And mm-hmm. – I mean, how many companies are there now? I mean, there's so many. So I feel I feel as though with um, 
with Mattel, like they kind of did that to themselves. And it's like, I'll be honest. When I look at the retros, even that Greg, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not just in love with what they're doing. I think they're, they're fun, but I'm like, eh, I don't know. Like they don't do a lot for me. So it's hard to be like super stoked for it. I guess when it's like, Oh, that's, that's cool. I'll probably buy that. But I'm like, I don't, I, I don't know. I'm not like head over heels for it. So, I mean, Hogan and like the big war helmet or war bonnet, I think he, as he called it, like, that's really cool. Mr. America, like there's so many fun things that they're putting out, but not like you were saying, Travis, I think sometimes it's too much and I could go on and on about that, but Steve, I'll take it. I'll kick it over to you. Like, what'd you think about everything Mattel showed off? Uh, I was super stoked with it. Um, my wallet wasn't, but, uh, I was, <laughs> Again, yeah, it's, just, it's just a lot. They also, um, to kind of keep it with Mattel, they showed off a whole bunch of new Masters of the Universe stuff. Uh, the ones I'm really focusing on right now are the Masterverse line, and we saw a bunch of new Masterverse characters, including Stratos, Manny Faces, and Pig Face from the uh, the Sunman line, which they're incorporating into the Masterverse line. Mm-hmm. Man, these figures look incredible. Um, are, are either of you guys into this line at all? Travis, we'll start with you. Yeah, I'm... I mean, I was exclusively collecting the Revelations line. You know, I remember a few months back not being able to find Series 3, and now that's all that I can find, oddly enough. Um, But I'm going to be honest with you, man. The thing that's got me most excited is, um, you know, we talked about, like, on the Q&A, like, the one toy that I always wanted that I never got. I mean, they're re-releasing Eternia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I am just. I called my mom at eleven o'clock at night, um, because she had came over and we were talking, and you know, it, it, it's just funny how timing works. And she said, you know, we, you know, we didn't get everything, but we always tried, and this and that, and you know. Uh, you know, if it wasn't at Christmas, we always ended up getting it at a later time. It was never really no, but like no for now. And so I never got Eternia when it was at the, um, the, uh, uh, pharmacy. I know Travis, I'm a bad mom the rest of my life because I didn't get Eternia. I was like, well, at least we're on the same page. (laughs) And, And then... They showed that picture, and I just felt like I was six, seven years old again. Like, oh my gosh! Like, it's it's pretty incredible. I want it's. I know it's going to be backed, and it's going to be, um, you know, crowdsourced like the ring. I just pray, pray that it's not five hundred dollars. Like, because mm. even at that. As bad as I want one, that's a lot of money. A lot of money. Now, granted, it's not 1200 original Eternia, but still, that's a lot of money. It's it's definitely a cool piece. Um, Steve, what about you? Anything from Masters of the Universe that's got you excited? Uh, well, Eternia will always remind me of my, my friend Fred. And uh, you guys will appreciate this story. Shout out to Fred. Exactly. He wanted 
Eternia in like the worst way for Christmas. And it, the funny thing is, he is a huge wrestling fan and wasn't like he liked wrestling with the He Man figures, like using them as a wrestlers, but didn't um like didn't follow Masters of the Universe necessarily. Oh wow! But um, yeah, it was weird, but. You know, hey, whatever. I I totally get them being a little bit more better than wrestling figures at the time. Sure, a little more articulation and stuff. Um, and the one year, like all for Christmas, all he wanted was Eternia because he was like, "That's where the champ is going to live." <laughs> <laughs> so, like this, was, he was like, "This was very important in my storylines." And uh, so, Christmas comes around. He didn't get Eternia. He got a bike. And, uh, and he was like, I wanted Eternia. And they were like, yeah, but we figured you'd use the bike more. And he was like, I'm never going to ride that bike. Wow. (laughs) And he never rode the bike. (laughs) My buddy Fred can hold a grudge. And he was like, I'm not riding the bike ever. So then I want to say either for his birthday the following year or for christmas the following year he got eternia and his mom was like well now you can ride the bike he's like no i'm not gonna ride that bike <laughs> wow that's hardcore that's yeah. hardcore <laughs> i could only imagine if i told my mom that i'm not gonna ride the bike like it would not go well <laughs> you know like it's not at all like Tie it on the bike and make you ride it. <laughs> Not like, like, oh, really? Okay, well, all those He-Man figures, yeah, they're going to my closet now. Like, ah, okay, <laughs> yeah, it would have been bad, but yeah. that's that's very. It's I love hearing no, so. People, yeah, like, so that yeah. always will make me laugh every time I see Eternia. I just laugh about it. <laughs> I actually have to send him a picture of it and say, oh, you can get this for your daughter. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, <laughs> But like hearing that story of how he played, I, I love he- hearing the creativity that people had playing mm-hmm. with their stuff. I, I, to me, that's just always such a fun thing to hear. Like he wrestled with the He Man figures, and like that's just that's just cool. I love that idea. Yes. Yeah, I I, I was never that uh, imaginative. I never like cross promoted. <laughs> you know, it was like GI GI Joes or GI Joes, He Man's right. or He Man's. You know, wrestlers or wrestlers. Exactly. And the, the closest thing that uh, I came across promoting was, uh, I think it was Mego that made a General Lee, and they made like the three and three quarter figures for the Dukes of Hazard. Uh, Flint and Lady J may have gone out on a few dates on in the General Lee. Fantastic. Yeah. You know. But uh, you know, but that was kind of the the main deal, and the. You know, Bo and Luke didn't get much action because they didn't have the swivel arm grip, and that sounded way dirtier than I actually intended it to be. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and nobody, nobody that knows me is going to believe that, but it's true. I did not mean it that dirty that time. <laughs> well, there's one more thing I wanted to touch on. Then Travis, I'll kick it over to you. Um, you want to touch something on Travis? Oh God, here we go. Nope. Let's, nope. Not, let's not open that suitcase. Nope. All right. <laughs> Um, the Cancun suitcase? Yes, exactly. Nope. 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 <laughs> Hard pass. Nope. Well, guys, I really appreciate you having Mon for the first and last time. And block. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we've been following this for a little, wh- little while. Rush Collectibles is doing 
monsters in Hasbro scale. We obviously have seen Frankenstein. They also teased an image of Nosferatu or something, I believe is his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, another character. He's going to be a jumper style. Um, Steve, I want to get your take on this because we've talked about this a little bit. I love the fact that it's a different toy line in the Hasbro style. I think that that's just phenomenal. I've been wanting this for years. Never got why we didn't get it. Uh, I think this is super cool. And mm-hmm. give me all the monsters, man. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely just a, a really fun idea. Travis, what do you think about that? Uh, I mean, you and I have talked about these on our own wish list for years. And yeah. I'm excited. I hope that we get the uh, the main characters. Uh not what NECA did with TMNT and already take like some side roads, like give me creature from the black lagoon. Um, you know, <sighs> Michael Meyer, right? We got, um, like Leatherface. like th- this could be great to be quite honest mm-hmm. with you. There's so like, many ways they could go. And I feel like with horror movies, they, they license out to everything. So it shouldn't be an issue. I mean, give me Pinhead. Give me uh, yeah. Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees. I mean, there's so many. Chucky. Like, I would love a Chucky Hasbro. Are you kidding me? Like, I would be all about that. So I, I think it's a cool idea. And there's so many that they could do. I, I just think it's really fun. Here's what I'm going to throw at you, go though. Um, if this is done well do you see could you see rush going after another style keeping it hasbro but another maybe collectible line and what would that be travis i'll start with you so you mean like them bringing another line to the hasbro style yes um gosh what could they and I'm I mean, to, it's and it doesn't necessarily have to be a license, but like, what would work in this? Like, right? That's what I'm trying to think. Like, um, it would have to be something with obviously multiple figures. Um, gosh, I can't. Steve, you go. I I don't. I can't think of anything. Like, I. I can't think of a line that isn't already somewhere that they that they could do. Um, I don't know. Maybe this is a, a stretch. Maybe uh, like the uh, the long box heroes that we talked about, sure. getting some of these public domain uh, superheroes from comics of long, long time ago, uh, or like cartoon shorts, uh, things like that. I think would be a cool way to, you know, would some people know them? Probably not, because if they're in public domain, they've been long forgotten. But right, um, get, I think yeah. that would be kind of cool. We'll get Richie Rich with the million dollar punch. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so do you know who I, I actually think would be fun in, in Hasbro scale? Who? Dick Tracy. Ooh. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. With trench coats. Exactly, exactly, because you could do the coats, but you could also, like, there's so many goofy characters, I think. I mean, they're almost probably in scale with Hasbro's. I've never looked at them next to each other, but they're kind of that four-inch scale. And they kind of had a cartoony look already. I think they would translate well to this. 
Yeah, if you did like the trench coats, like the Undertaker trench coat, that you could just remove it. Right. Yeah, it wouldn't be impossible, ooh. I don't think. This has legs. Of course, getting the Dick Tracy line, I don't think would be impossible, but I think it would cost some money. Um, but there's really nothing out there that's Dick Tracy right now, so I, I think it would be fun. I mean. Ooh. But then again, there's so, like I mean, like would Ninja Turtles be impossible? I don't think so because they licensed anybody. So I guess it depends yeah. on how much money you want to spend. Yeah, but I think it's I think yeah, it's a fun idea. I, yeah, I would. I mean, it's still horror related, but I, I wouldn't mind you know the modern horrors if the the vintage horror does well. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, like you said, Michael Myers, Chucky. Oh, absolutely. Anyhow, uh, even if. Even if they didn't change the scale of Chucky, you know, in theory, it's it would be off. But I would still be like, "Oh, this is awesome! It's Chucky." Yeah, exactly. I think it would be fun. And uh, mm-hmm. who's to say? I mean, it's it's all fun. I I dig it all. I just I'm I'm excited that they're doing something different. And I uh, I haven't heard any on sale dates for Frankenstein, but he will definitely be uh, purchased as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, it, so is it, there uh, was pretty cool as a jumper and. That's yeah, a jumper. yeah, exactly. When I and I told Travis, I thought it'd be cool if they if they did a Dracula to give him like the clothesline arm because he could have the oh, paint kind of yeah. on his arm like Drac like Dracula's signature pose. Like that would be super cool. There's a I, lot I forget of, if the Rush figures have actions or not. I would say they don't because that's not really yeah. a thing I'm seeing much anymore besides Mattel. Um, I'm just how how cool would it be if you? Uh, I'm just now I'm really going off the rails here. Um, if you give him the Macho Man clothesline arm, but you have like the the forearm loose or pretty loose, then you have him like twist with the arm bent and snap the arm and it like opens a cape. Oh wow, that would be awesome. Yeah. Maybe I am going a little too overboard here. <laughs> I mean, but it would be fun. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, again, that's what if it had an action, I'd be like, oh, this would be a perfect action for Dracula. Absolutely, it'd be very very cool. Um, is there anything else from Comic Con you think is worth mentioning before we uh, before we move on to what we're finding on the pigs? Uh, the only other thing that I was uh, excited for is they're doing a a three pack um, from Spider Man No Way Home of Toby Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland. Yes, um, Marvel Legends. Marvel Legends. Uh, I mm. think it's cool. Uh, but with everything, collectors have already nitpicked it. Um, none of the figures come with their unmasked versions. So this is just Spidey in costume. Three Spideys. Uh, and um, it's $90 for three figures. Um, whereas the um, Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends three-pack is 75 so, Why is it so much more? Because I think they did that with one of the GI Joe three packs too. I my guess is they're paying that uh, Sony price that mm. that that Sony is letting uh, Marvel make the figures, and that's the Sony tax because Sony owns those rights. I don't know. That's that's very very odd to me, but I don't know. I feel like when you start up jumping those prices up, you kind of push people away. Actually, one more thing that came to my mind I would like to mention. Hasbro said something to the effect at Toy or at uh, SDCC 
because I guess packaging came up and obviously I don't think anyone's a fan of the all cardboard style packaging. You know, it's not what we grew up on. It's not what we want to see, but Mm -hmm. I guess Hasbro said like the Marvel three and three quarter line. And they mentioned, I think the vintage star Wars line will still have plastic. It'll still look vintage. They're just moving it away, moving away from it for like modern style figures. So, why do you think that that's okay? Like, if they're getting rid of all plastic, like, how are these corners being cut? I don't know if that makes sense or not, but it just seems like, okay, do they pick and choose? Do they just have to reduce the amount of plastic? I don't know. I don't understand it. It just, I think it's cool that they're not messing with the vintage style. So, mm-hmm. obviously, um, I found the superpowers this past week. I, I think I talked about that already, but um, to me, that's part of what makes those cool. If these are in cardboard boxes, not nearly as cool. I I agree. I don't know how they're getting around it, but if they've figured something out, then I am I am all for it. Yeah, more plastic. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, I think we talked about this a little bit uh, off air, but um, I would be fine if they were just mounted on a card like in a plastic bubble like the three and three quarter inch but right just have that on a card you know or even like the old migos that had it was a cardboard box but it had the a small like window yeah yes you know something like that or they seem to be doing that with uh transformers where it's a small window i don't know why that's not possible yeah or or even uh if you get rid of the back cardboard or not the back cardboard, the uh, the back plastic that they jam the figures in anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, and just have that either twister tied in the box or or just have the box be small enough that the figure's not, like, rattling around. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, but, but to, go, to go back to what we were talking about, the Marvel Legends, I think all these are great. It's just hard for me to want to get back deep into that and especially with some of these price points 90 bucks i'm like i'm out on that Uh, but uh, kick it over to you steve is there anything else that you saw at comic-con do you feel like it's worth uh, mentioning i enjoyed uh what i saw from super seven i i really like the the gi joe line that's coming out sure that looks really cool um i wasn't i didn't feel the need for the comic-con bat that they have but right. the more pictures i see of it the more i'm like it's pretty cool <laughs> super seven is uh, an interesting company because i feel like all their stuff looks amazing it's just it is mm-hmm. extremely on the expensive side so if you're working with a budget sometimes it's kind of hard to, yeah. to get that stuff yeah um i think if uh they do release less figures right than other companies so I'm not saying that I wouldn't want the figures to be cheaper, but at least there's that. Yeah. You know, you're, you get a line. I, I mean, they come out with more than one line a year, but of like one specific thing, you might have one or two lines per year. And that's, you know, that's $200. But you figure Mattel's comes out every month with wrestling figures and you're spending, if you get the whole series, you know, there's, hundred and twenty dollars mm-hmm. or so yeah exactly it's it's, so it, it, it's does, it's a lot more over time it just yeah you said they just but yes the, yes the the sticker shock is uh 
originally like oof. Yeah, I no, I agree with that. But yeah, Super Seven does put out great stuff. I do love all. I love their Simpsons line. Um, mm-hmm. That one's really hard for me to kind of pass up because I'm like, oh man, those look really cool. But it just again, I'm like, yeah, you, you have to draw the lines at certain points. And you can't you? We can't collect everything as much as we want to. But yeah, they definitely definitely look cool. The the Simpsons ones are awesome, but I don't think they're any better than the Playmates ones from I, a couple years ago. I agree. Necessarily. And so I'm like, mm, I, I would probably be just as content with them, and they're significantly cheaper. And they made, like, so many characters in those lines. Yeah, I, I, I can't even think of uh, a character that they missed. Right, yeah, it was, like, I remember literally seeing like Uter, the German exchange student. And mm-hmm. I mean, so many goofy one-off characters are like, wow, they made everybody. I know yeah. the only issue I have with playmates is the, the exclusive figure with the playset, which I did want to buy. So it's like, Oh yeah. So I have to buy all these play sets. So there was that, yeah. but yeah. And they were all big too. So it's not even, eh, I could just throw this in the corner somewhere. Or... Right. Yeah. It, yeah. Where do I put this? You know, it's all these play yeah. sets. But yeah, definitely fun stuff. But yeah, unless but there's I, something I else, it. go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I was gonna say the the two uh, Godzilla figures from Super Seven too. Oh yeah, the ones with the shooting fist. I was like, I think I need these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely some fun oh. stuff. Well, at first I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna get the glow in the dark one because it's glow in the dark. And then I was like, I really want the other one too, though. So I was like, all right, pre-order, pay in four. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Absolutely. That pay in four comes in so handy, does it not? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially this past uh, week. No doubt. No doubt about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, if there's uh, anything else, uh, I guess we can talk and we'll transition to what we're finding on the pegs. All right. So I'll, I'll start. I finally, uh, the mailman was very kind to me this week, and he officially delivered Heels and Faces Series 1. I officially got all five figures. Um, it was worth the wait, in case anyone's wondering. I'll be posting pictures up on uh, on the TB Toycast Instagram and Twitter. They're incredible. They're great figures. Um, to me, these are the closest representation to Hasbro's that I feel mm-hmm. like we've had. I haven't opened them. I, I initially was going to, but after seeing them, it was like, I don't know if I can open these. These are just too incredible. And... Uh, you know, I, I have like the figure still carded and I put a, a loose Hasbro right next to it. It's like these look exactly the same. I mean, they are pretty spot on. I know both you guys both ordered series one. So Travis, let's, let's talk about it. What do you, what are you thinking now? Heels and faces one is out. Like do you continue to want to collect this line. Ah, uh, they're awesome. But I, He's got, he's got so many people online that I, I don't know how he's going to keep up with the amount of people he's he's signed. Um, because we're already running into problems with that. Mm-hmm. Like Jeff Jarrett's over in WWE. Uh, Dan Housen was going to be re-released in Series 2 without the accessories. So if you didn't buy Dan Housen, now you can't get him even though you were promised. Ike, it's it's growing pains. Um, they're amazing figures. These are the first figures ever that even when I got them, 
I went, I don't know if I can open these because they look so good. Mm-hmm. And I don't ever do that with figures. Like, if I buy something to keep it sealed, it's to sign or something along those lines. But um, I, I think I'm not going to be a completist with these. Um, and I'm just going to get some one-offs here and there. Like, at first I was like, oh, I'm, I'll do the ECW guys. Well, then that falls down the rabbit hole of, like, Raven, uh, RVD. You know, where, okay, where does RVD stand now that he's back at Mattel? Yeah. Like, Raven, right. RVD, Sabu, Bill Alfonso, Roadkill. Like, no, I don't want the. And then, but seeing how nice these are, I really want a Bruiser Brody, and I really want an Andre. Like, right. it. So, but then the other part of me goes, well, Dino Bravo is going for $200. I could buy the whole line, sell the ones I don't want, and basically keep the one to two that I want at no cost. And I'll be able to cover the the cost by selling the ones I don't want. So, uh, long story short, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's decision. It's a game time decision, right? Absolutely, it is. It's a game time, and the the thing is, this game time decision is uh, got a blind call because you don't see the final figures before ordering them. True, that's very true. <coughs> Steve, what are your thoughts on them all? Uh, I really enjoy the line. I think it's phenomenal. I got mine a little bit before you, but. Like yours, mine mine was in shipping limbo for a, a week or so. Yeah. But yeah, as far as the, the figures themselves, I think they're awesome. You know, Travis... Like, go ahead, I'm sorry. I was going to say, like Travis said, they're really the closest to a Hasbro. Yeah. You know, Travis, you bring up a good point. Like, is Rob Van Dam still possible? Like, is that still on the table? I don't know. Like... It's it's I mean like he's making Andre and Andre's always had a deal with Mattel, but Andre's got a deal with Super Seven. Andre's got a deal with Cella. Andre had a deal with Migo. So oh, that's true. I I mean I don't know. And then also too like this is again a totally different thing. But Ted DiBiase was pulled from Power Town and replaced with Bruiser Brody. Was that a WWE call? I don't know. I don't know the specifics of it, but. I hope we're still getting that Rob Van Dam because I mean, if not, like he still paid Ron Rudat to to sketch it, so he's got a contract. I don't know how that works. I mean, I know Figures Toy Company still released like Shane Strickland when he when he was with WWE. They still released a couple of others when like they were with companies. So if a deal's done, I would say it's okay. I mean, multiple figures after, yeah, maybe not, but. I assume Rob Van Dam still a go. I haven't heard anything different, but I don't know. Yeah, I it's tough so to too. say. Yeah, it really is. I don't know. Yeah, so, I'm curious if the the DiBiase one, if he was still under WWE contract when he signed the uh, Power Town one, and maybe that's why they were like, if if they are the ones that were like, oh, you can't do that. I I kind of wonder because. Uh, my understanding yeah. is WWE legends are under what they call a legends contract. Mm-hmm. And here's where I think it kind of gets 
sticky because I don't specifically know how that works, but like Ted DiBiase has a pro wrestling tea store and they've also made a micro brawler of him. So true. maybe he thought he could sign this and maybe Mattel's like, uh, nope. Like <laughs> we have officially, you know, official rights to do DB. I mean, cause they're, he was just in a legends line and he's in this new superstars line. So they're still making figures. Right. Uh, so I don't know the specifics. I maybe power town felt like it was in the clear because it's a totally different look. It's not the million dollar man. It's representing his new Jap- or his all Japan run, but ultimately it got pulled. So it kind of sucks because it makes me wonder because power towns claim they've signed like 170 names. I wonder how many of those will actually happen or if they're kind of fall into this weird category where it's like, yeah, you can't do that. Right. Yeah, I, I originally thought the, the DiBiase loophole was that it was a Ted DiBiase figure and not a million-dollar man Ted DiBiase figure. Sure. I thought maybe that was uh, the workaround. Yeah. Since, you know, Ted DiBiase is his real name, so they can't necessarily copyright that. Right. But then again, how does but, Andre get a Super 7 figure? Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know the specifics of the contracts. I'm not going to venture to guess because I, I have no idea. Um, I don't know how any, any of that works. Um, right, and that, that's labeled Andre the Giant. It's not like a weird, like, yep. uh, a giant Andre or, you know, some kind of weird, the giant Rusimov or. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I, and I, yeah, wonder, so I have no idea. I wonder if Mattel was able to kind of say, hey, you know, you're doing a figure in the same scale we're doing it. Whereas a micro brawler is a totally different thing. Honestly, even a retro would be different. I mean, granted, Mattel's doing retros now, but like, I don't know. I, I don't know how that works, but I do know it's probably not worth a potential lawsuit. So it's easier to just, you know, you get mm-hmm. the cease and desist. So you just back off because it's like, oh, that's, that's yep. done. That can't happen. So I don't know. But again, I would feel bad if Zombie paid Ron Rudat to sketch out Rob Van Dam because that's not cheap I'm sure right and then all of a sudden like yeah you can't do that so I, I mean if he signed a deal he signed a deal I don't know yeah um, no idea how that works um, I'm trying to think of I, I haven't really seen a whole lot else on the pegs um, I did get a package in from the one and only Jason Wolf uh, this past uh, week or so including my adorable Adrian Adonis. And then I got a couple of green cards in. I got Adam Bomb and Crush, which are really fun. I got, let's see, I got a Starman, which, Hoker, I know you got that one as well. <laughs> yeah. And I got uh, an Owen Hart, which is a previous Chop Shop release, and a couple of new ones. Uh, ones that I commissioned, which I believe um, might see the light of day for other Chop Shop members, which were the Diamond Stud and Oz. Uh, I thought they would be fun. I, we kind of went back and forth, and he kind of came up with some ideas. And I was like, "Hey, is that is this possible? What do you think?" He seemed like it was like, "Yeah, it's doable." And uh, and there you have it. So always cool to get a, a package in from Jason Wolf. I posted a picture. Did you, Steve? I'll start with you. Did you happen to see those? I did. I thought they were amazing as always. I mean, it's Jason, so yeah, it's always going to be amazing work. He does great stuff. Actually, as we record this, he's in the middle of Wolficon, and we're going to see some reveals uh, tomorrow, actually. Some legit – we've seen a few teases, but nothing big. Tomorrow should be the big day. Like, I am 
I have my alerts set on my phone for when he tweets that video. I'm so mm-hmm. stoked for Wolf updates, man. It's so much fun. Oh yeah. So yeah, I don't have a I don't have a ton of notifications set on Twitter, but he's definitely one of them. Uh, absolutely, uh, Travis. <laughs> did you happen to see these? What'd you think? I did. I thought they were great. Um, I like how Jason has this uncanny ability to use some of the weirdest looking arms that you're like, that would never work, but then somehow they work. And that's one of the things, like, I I, just looking at them, I was like, oh, well, that's cool. Like, yeah, that, that, that Vinny Vegas is cool, but then, like, I, you're so used to seeing Scott Hall in that like clothesline when it's in a different position. You're like, oh wow, that looks even better. But right. uh, like the Adrian Adonis arms were great. Like he's got a he he ha- definitely has an eye on what is what are good combinations for for these figures. So uh, he's a legit a mad definitely. scientist putting these things together. Yeah. So I, I was I was impressed and I, I thought they were great. Uh, I'm sorry, Jason, that uh, Vic Venom Wolficon came through and <laughs> took the videos, so uh, d- damn that Vic Venom. That 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 was actually really, really funny. Yeah, I agree. That was really <laughs> funny. We got we got some sneak peeks and stuff, so we of course we can't talk about that unless you're in the Wolf Club. Members only, but uh, it'll be a really fun summer. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, Travis, I'll kick it over to you. Um, anything new that you're finding on the pegs or anything like that? Yeah, man. I found this really exclusive four pack that's only at um, my local mechanic. Uh, they're called brake pads, <laughs> and um, <clears throat> yeah, dude, they were like Did you pick them up from Callahan. That's right down the road in Sandusky, right? I, w- I mean, I I tried. Uh, sadly, AutoZone was out and Pet Boys was out, but my mechanic had a um, San Diego exclusive four pack of brake pads and uh, the ever elusive alignment. So um, I I didn't get to see uh, much cool stuff because um, safety, but. Uh, I did, uh, on the way back from getting my four-pack of brake pads, stopped at um, my local Walmart and uh, still on the hunt for a Batwing. Um, I did find a Supermobile uh, randomly. Speaking of have you opened that yet? Yes, it's awesome. Yeah, it looks really cool. So, fun fact, when I found Superpowers, I saw both vehicles, and I had my nephew Weissen with me. And I, I, I don't know if I should, but like I'm going to buy the superpowers, and he's like looking at the figures, and he really wants one. I'm not going to be like, sorry, kid, you get nothing today. So he <laughs> ended up picking up the top picks, Jeff Hardy, which was great because it was actually clearanced out for $15. And it's a great figure, and it's one of his – it's probably his last elite. I know he has that ultimate coming up, but it's probably his last elite, at least for now. So I grabbed yeah. that, and I was like, I'll wait on the vehicles. I'll come back and get those maybe later. And they were gone, uh, all of them. And I went back today, a week later, and all the figures were gone. So Superpowers is doing well, which is exciting to me because it's like, okay, that means the line's going to prosper. But it also kind of sucks because I want to buy this stuff. Yeah. And so I, like, I, I stopped back at my local Walmart. Um, 
new guy was working at the the toy booth or the toy department, and I showed him the the UPC. He scanned it and he said, "Oh, well, there's four of them at Kings Ridge," and I already did that to get the figures, and I just went like, "I want it, but not that bad. Yeah. Like, it's not worth." 45 minutes down and 45 minutes back and being back at 9.30 to get a bat wing. So um, I'll find it. it. It'll come out, but uh, that's really it for all I'm finding on, on the pegs. Uh, if anybody finds the color variant uh, brake pads, hit me up on Twitter. I, I'm looking for those. So I'm going to tell a little story and I'll kick it over to Steve. Um, I feel your pain on that. My garage door broke last week. Um Literally, I, uh, I'm i leaving my house. I, I shut my garage door, and it kind of made a weird sound. And I'm like, oh, that's not good. Uh, I get back, try to open it. It's not opening. I'm like, oh, no. And so I look, and I don't really know what I'm looking at. I've never messed with a garage door opener. But uh contact my dad, and he's like, well, call this garage door guy. He's pretty good. So I call that guy, and I'm expecting that guy, but it's like a company, so he must have, like, sold his number, which happens sometimes, and contracting work and so uh this call center transfers me to this other guy who gets my information who sends me to this guy and he's like okay i can get someone out there by between three and six today i'm like okay no problem i'll be home guy shows up and he looks at my door for maybe five minutes and and i'm i'm hope and i know this is not an easy job but i'm hoping Maybe four or five hundred bucks. Like, hopefully, it's not too crazy. Dude quotes me almost fifteen hundred dollars to fix my door. I'm just like, no, I'm sorry. I'm thinking like, I'm just not gonna have a garage door anymore. Like, <laughs> it's over. Just not gonna do right. it. And so I, I paid the service call, and he and he left, and I was just like, I'm not doing it. Well, I'm at work and I'm talking to uh, a guy and he's like, well, I know a guy who's real reasonable. You ought to give him a call. I'm like, okay, I'll call him. And uh, in the meantime, me and my dad had actually went to Lowe's and I bought a garage door opener, like the uh, the motor, but I don't have the springs. And the springs, I guess, I know this is really riveting toy talk, but I, I'm getting somewhere, I, I swear. The springs, I guess, are very dangerous because you have to tighten them. And put tension mm-hmm. on them, and if they if you don't do it right, they can come off, and they can actually kill you. It's very dangerous. Um, so the guy at at Lowe's was like, "Make sure you watch some videos before you try to do this." And I'm like, "Hey, okay, I'm not not stupid, but uh, anyway." So I, we didn't end up buying the springs yet, but I contacted this guy from from a guy at work. I got his number and uh, called him up yesterday, and I'm like, "I hope it's not a lot." I tell him the situation and, you know, have the door opener, but I'll, I will need springs. He said, okay, uh, yeah, I can do all that for 250 And I'm like, done. So that was <laughs> that was great news. Even with buying the opener, I saved almost $1,000. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Just when, when situations like that come up, obviously it cuts into your funds of wanting to buy fun stuff, but it just makes you kind of sick. You're just like, oh, no. Not again, and uh, that's kind of what I was feeling. But it was definitely, uh, definitely good to uh, to get that bit of good news there. So I was I was happy about that, and um, I got hopefully we'll get it fixed in the next few days. But it's uh, kind of sucks in the meantime of wanting to buy uh, figures, you know. Yep, but you know what? I can stop at a stop sign and a stoplight if I want to. That's always a good and thing. I won't. 
I won't drift to the left anymore. So it's <laughs> definitely a good thing. Safety first, kids. Before you go, buy figures. Absolutely, um, Steve. I'll kick it over to you, man. What have you been? Uh, have you got anything new or finding anything good on the pegs? Um, peg wise, nothing. Uh, went to Target today and didn't see anything. Like, My Target's anything. almost empty. Is anyone else's like that? Like they have nothing out. They're doing a restock right now. As of yesterday, uh, peek behind the curtain, the 28th, like that was the date that they started the reset with uh, when the legends of like X-Pac yeah, and Stacey Keebler and the new Star Wars retro line with like the little three and three quarter Tosca Reeves and mm-hmm. like... Uh, all the new Marvel Legends and Joe, that was supposed to start yesterday. So, um, I my Target's also going through a renovation. Like it's getting they're removing everything. So, um, maybe it's been empty because they're you know look at the next couple of days it, it may refill back up. I don't, I don't know. I hope so. Mm-hmm. But Steve, have you got anything else? Any? I know, obviously, the pegs have kind of been bare for everybody. But have you got anything cool? Yeah, that, was, that kind of hit you. It, it was weird at Target. Like there were figures on the pegs, just uh, nothing, nothing that I needed. Right. And um, I, I know earlier you had mentioned the legend being like in abundance. And the last time I went to Target or that Target, um, I like three weeks ago. They had a, a ton of legends still, like, clearanced out, and um, today there was nothing. Yeah. There was there was actually, like you said, uh, more AEW figures than there were WWE elites. See, I haven't seen the abundance of legends. Like, I know a lot of people talk about that. I've seen Mean Mark one time. Mm. So I, You're I mean, lucky. Yeah, I know... Um, I don't know what series it was. The one with Jake the Snake where they had the chase of the WCW gear. Mm-hmm. I remember at one point they had that entire wave, like 10 figures of each. Yeah, that was the that was the one with the Hurricane and Edge yeah. and Road Dog. Maybe. And they had just a ton of them. And it was just like, holy crap. Yeah. And all the Legends figures they put out, pretty much I've seen. It's just, you never know. Some of them are just 8 to 10. Some of them are 1. I mean, it's just, it's so weird. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. Line. I don't know how it is uh, with you guys at Target, but it seems like there's an overabundance of legends one week, and then you go back the next week, and they're gone. Yes, and it's like who bought all of these? Yeah, I and agree. not not that they're clearanced out or anything. Just just you see a bunch, and you're like, oh, I guess these aren't selling well. And then you go back the next week, and it's like, oh, I guess they were selling well. It seems like to me, too, with that Legends line, is there's not a ton of new, like, signings in the line. It's like, oh, okay, Jake. Mm-hmm. We've gotten plenty of Jakes. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Stacey Keebler's kind of an interesting one because I don't think people were expecting mm-hmm. her. But it's like, hey, at least I think that's her first Mattel, maybe. And, and like, even Luger. So. Like, Luger, that's cool. Wolfpack with the chase is, like, 80s WCW mm-hmm. or NWA. That's cool. But it's like, man, we need some new characters, you know, like. You're re-releasing Kane or DX, all that. Like that's fine, but like, give us something new in that line. Yeah, that's, that's what I, I would hope for. I am surprised. I'm not complaining about it though. 
they actually got all of DX out. I, yeah. I really thought there was going to be this one or one or two people that they were like, oh, now nah, we're not going to release them. Yeah, that's true. Because they, they had real, five waves, didn't they? Yeah, which I was really surprised with. I was like, there's no way they're going to do one in each wave. Yeah, that, that's good on them for making it happen. Yeah, I don't know. I'm absolutely thrilled with that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, anything else you guys want to add before we dive into our main event and talk to some incredible crash dummies? I'm ready. Right. I got a. I did get a Shotzi Blackheart from Ringside today. Oh, very nice. Oh, that's right. That's our live on our, our live opening. Oh, am I doing that live? Uh, yeah, we've <laughs> never we tor- done this. Do we torture Jeff with it? They're talking about yeah, Jeff with one F. Yes, Jeff with one F. Uh, yeah, because she's like, she was an indie person out there in California. Like, this oh, that's right. right. This is going to be a double whammy that I'm opening right. it up. I'm sorry, Jeff. I love you. Oh, there's one slice. Trying to get the box close to the microphone so you can hear it. This, this, this is great ASMR this is, for you weirdos. This is torture out there. for Jeff right here. Good, no, uh, no ties in here. Oh, those are the worst, aren't? Aren't figures packaged? They are. Speaking of that, I actually was at my at that Walmart today, looking around, and they had a repacked basic Shinsuke Nakamura in the goon packaging. That's disappointing. (laughs) That is. I was like, oh man. Speaking of that, like I'm kind of irritated that we didn't see like a retro goon. Because that would have been perfect time period wise, or a retro Kama Mustafa, or, or I guess oh, Supreme Fighting Machine Kama. Like that would have been really cool. I would like to have seen those. Yeah. I lied. There's a, a twist tie on here. Now, oh, dang it, Steve. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> time, time to pop off her wrist. That's my trick. There we go. There you go. Smart. All right. Oh, actually, real quick, I was going to mention this to you guys. Have you, uh, Travis, did you open your superpowers? I did. Absolutely, I did. Did yours have this? Because this really ticked me off. I know what you're going to say, and yes, before you even ask me, I know exactly what you're going to say. Okay. Um, I only opened Superman, and the reason is on, on Power Hour, I'm letting Bane review one figure a week for the next three weeks, and so... We recorded the episode with Batman today. I haven't opened it yet, but uh, there was a... I don't know what you call it. It's that plastic piece that they use in clothes to hook the price tag to the fabric. Mm-hmm. And, Steve, I don't know if you've seen this, but they actually did that, and that's how they put the cape in there. And so when you undo that, there's a hole in the cape. In oh. all of your capes. Why would you oh, do this? the worst. I was, I was, that was like the most shocking thing to me because I was just like, what was the reason for that? And I, I get it no was probably idea. to keep the cape up in the package so that it doesn't fall to the bottom. Because I'm looking at Batman here. He's still in, you know, packaged. I, I guess. Know. But, but God, that's that like, a, at what cost? You know, why would you do this? I have no idea, man, but I, I feel your pain because it's like, Oh, they killed it. Yeah. Literally just... And it's not... These aren't like a t-shirt that, like, once you wash it, the the fibers, like, shrink a little bit and cover it up. 
No, these are like a very cheap cloth, if you want to call it that, and the hole is very predominant. Yeah, I was just like, man, that's that not a good idea. I would have, I would have so much rather them use like tape or something that's not going to leave a hole. I don't know. Hopefully, that gets fixed in future waves. Yeah, but, but I think these that are only sucks. two characters with capes, really. So it's like, good lord. <laughs> um, so Steve, how's Shotzi look? It's really awesome. That's it's her debut a... figure, correct for WWE. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely. Her hair, I think, should be a little brighter green. It's more of a, a dark green. Uh, but other than that, that's probably my only nitpick about the figure. Awesome. Got Very got good. all her tattoos. Got her uh, metal hands. Very even nice. the uh, even her uh, her fishnet stockings that have like tears in them. Oh, very nice. Like she that's has. cool. This is yeah, this is really cool. Well, good. I tell. tell when they when they knock it out of the park, they really knock it out of the park. So yeah, this is up. This is up there with uh, the NXT Ruby Riot. Very nice. I don't know if you guys remember that one. Absolutely. All, that the, all the the deco hits and everything on that. Absolutely, it was a great. Yeah, game. this this is this is good. Awesome. I think if I if I see one in the wild, I'm gonna grab it and I'm gonna, gonna try and color the hair a little bit more. Very nice. Very nice. Brighten it up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's let's take a little break here and uh, let's dive into our main event. All right. All right, gentlemen, we are back here on episode 61. It is main event time. It's the incredible Crash Dummies. I, I've already told some stories about this line. Um, you guys, obviously, I, I don't think we're, we're really into this, so it's kind of probably a, maybe a bit of a blind spot. It didn't last long. Some figures, some play sets, some vehicles. But again, it was kind of like that thing where it was fun because you could destroy these figures and put them back together, right? Like it was almost like the indestructible toy. There was something about these that were just fun. Again, they didn't they didn't last incredibly long, but they do kind of have a lasting impression. Travis, let me kick it over to you. Now, as you're kind of like seeing these, what are you, what are your thoughts? Uh. This is going to go back to uh, last episode that we talked about turtles. Like, at the time, I was like, eh. I was like, Parrot Breaker, these are stupid, right? <laughs> but, like, looking at them now, like, this is really cool and really fun. And, like, it lends itself to, like, cool-looking figures and play sets and accessories. Like, um, but kind of also what we talked about. You really couldn't, like, go much further than what they did. And there's a lot, but there there was only so much you could do. And and I think that's, that's kind of the problem is at a certain point, what do you do with these, right? Like, you, you've got them, and it's just like, well, these are, you know, bunch of guys that fall apart. It's kind of all the same figure, just kind of slightly different characters, but I don't know. And I, I haven't watched the cartoon, but what do they do? Like, what do you do with these guys? Like they're dummies. I don't know. It's, it's very odd. If, if I recall, there were bad guy crash dummies and good guy crash dummies. And like, 
they would always, we're going to make them blow up, and they always blew up, but somehow clumsily beat the bad guy. And like, well, I blew up, but oops, I accidentally bumped one in the head. Or as I fell apart, I hit the lever on the trash compactor and squished them. Like, just stupid, clumsy, you know, you don't have to think a lot, entertaining cartoon. Yeah. That's kind of what it seems like to me, too. As I'm looking through this, there is a lot more to this than I remember. Um, mm-hmm. Again, it didn't feel like it lasted very long, so there's a lot There's a lot here, though. I mean, they, they had a pretty full line. It, it's surprising, because all three of us, when talking about it, remembered the same two or three figures and accessory, and then we all went, whoa. There's there's a lot in here. Yeah, especially for for one year too. Right. No doubt about it. At least that that's what it looks like. It looks like it's all from 1993. Yeah, and um, we're going to kind of go through a few different ones here. We'll start with the basic series. So again, these I I never knew that they had names. I mean, I'm I'm basically like today's years old on that. But we've got in the basic series, Daryl. He's kind of dressed in the red. Hubcap and and bumper, which is amazing. Which is uh, looks like it's like a crash dummy cat and a dog. Best I can tell. We've got yeah. pit stop. Uh, he's kind of in the in the light blue here. Skid the kid. Um, a kid crash dummy in a like a stroller. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if that would necessarily hold up today. Like I know the reason that they did it was like I want to be a kid like I could be just like him but when you think about it like it's kind of creepy it's very creepy very much so there's a lot of things that probably wouldn't fly today that we that happened back then which I think is why we call it like the good old days you know like <laughs> right leave that in the past yeah um, we've got slick here he's in the white spare tire who uh, is in the kind of like the purple and uh and finally, the basic series, we got Spin, who's in kind of a darker purple. Um, I'm pretty sure I had Spin, and I'm pretty sure I had Daryl. Because um, I remember having three figures exactly. And then I'm going to go over to the accessories. And uh, lot, a lot to dive into here. I, I had exactly three figures, and I had two singles, and then I had a car that came with a figure. And, again, just thought they were absolutely the most fun ever. Uh, some of the accessories we got, we've got the, uh, the four by four, um, vehicle. I'm not exactly sure. It looks like it's almost like a Jeep. We've got a bot bag, which is, I assume made for, yeah, it's 36 inches. It's made for kids to punch. So they're trying to go all in on all this different stuff. Uh, the bot hauler, which is, uh, you know, almost like a tricycle, the crash and bash chair, which. I assume is like the chair they sit in, the crash dummy sit in, kind of like Tommy Boy and yes. um, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, the crash and bash, crash and dash chopper, which is a motorcycle. Um, the crash ATV. So we're getting pretty basically every vehicle here. Um, another crash ATV, this time with Flip and a different deco on the character. The crash cab, which is really fun. It's a taxi cab. And That's that game show, right? 
Yes. Exactly. <laughs> it's on Netflix, I think, right? Uh, we have a crash cannon, which I guess you can shoot at a crash dummy. I mean, like, who wouldn't want to do that? Uh, the crash I thought that was the coolest little playset. Like, oh yeah, it, the human cannonball. Like, you always saw that, like in the the circus. And, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And also like, like Looney Tunes, right? Yeah. Yeah. And when you got a little brother, it. it's like a contest. Who can shoot the crash dummy the farthest? Like, Absolutely. We didn't do that, but like. I know that's something that yeah. first thing that popped around in my mind at forty one. You don't think I would have thought of that at eight? You're crazy. <laughs> exactly. We have the crash car with dash again in some different deco, a different crash chopper which is uh, with a sidecar. So I assume that probably comes off like Batman, you know, from the sixties and kind of goes on its own. Uh, the yeah. crash dummy flip over truck, which looks like it just does just that and flips over. Uh, the Crash Go-Kart, which looks really fun. Uh, a Crash Lawnmower. And then also a Crash Lawnmower with Whack. I don't remember Whack being in the line, so that's another new character. <laughs> I mean, this is how many vehicles they make. A Crash Plane. A Crash Dummy Dirt Digger, which is like a, a piece of construction equipment. A Junk Bot Wrecker. Another motorcycle. Another Pickup Crash. Which is like, uh, again, it looks just like the flip over vehicle, but just different colors. Uh, the radio control crash car, which makes sense with Tyco having remote control cars. That's kind of being their thing. Mm -hmm. uh, the slam cycle, which again looks just like we've seen before, just different color. And this is the car that I definitely had, the very last one, the student driver crash car with axle. And he's wearing glasses. And I remember that very specifically because I didn't know why he was wearing glasses because I didn't get that he was a student driving instructor. But that's like, okay, that's pretty fun. Um, and then there's also a sub-series here of the Vince and Larry, where I think some of these characters are the same, but some are different. Um, yeah, we see a Larry here in blue, still the same spare tire. We've seen him. But then a Vince in like a silver, so that's new. But then there's also a line of junk bots. And I assume this is your villains right here. So we've got Jackhammer. We've got Junk Man. We've got a, a Junk Man with a video, which I assume is probably the cartoon, which is kind of a fun idea. Piston Head and Sideswipe. So some pretty cool villains. I mean, I guess that kind of makes, like we were saying before, like what do you do in the cartoon? Makes sense that you have villains, right? Mm hmm. Well, yeah, because who, who are the good guys going to face? The bad guys. Exactly. <laughs> um,. I mean, I know back in the day, and I'm talking the 80s and 90s, a, a complete toy line was a lot of figures and a lot of vehicles. They they kind of hit that. I don't remember hardly any of these vehicles, but clearly they were putting out some product. Yeah. This was shocking at how many figures they actually, like, put out. I I was unaware that there was this many. Now that I think about it, you know, because I was saying I had a, f a female cousin who got a car, and I kind of vaguely remember her car being different than mine, but it took me till just like just now to realize that. But if you would have told me they made four characters and two cars, I'd have been like, oh, yeah, that sounds right. I, I would have never guessed a lawnmower, you know, uh, a piece of construction. That doesn't equipment. sit well either. If you think about it, like 
Hey, yeah. run someone over with a lawnmower. That's very true. <laughs> like, I don't well, know, you know about I that. wonder if, if this caught some controversy with it kind of pushing car wrecks and stuff, maybe. I mean, maybe. This happened before Jackass, so <laughs> well before Jackass. Like, oh! But it's just it, a thought, because cer- certain things don't age well. I don't think I think this is relatively harmless, but I could see back in the day parents not realizing what these are, and it's like these figures are blowing up and turning into a million pieces. Well, they're crash test dummies, but it's yeah. Like, why wouldn't they? But his leg blew off. Like it, I could see. I mean, my God, Al Snow's figure got banned in Walmart because a woman thought it was a severed head when it was his mannequin head. Right, like that yeah. actually happened. That that's baffles. That still baffles me, but. It's it's one of those things things happen. So I wonder if there was there any controversy on this line. I don't recall there being any controversy, um, but uh, people I don't want to say had more common sense that, but like, but, well, we know not to you know get under a lawnmower. So of course you're not going to get under a lawnmower because who would do that? Right. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I, I don't know. Common sense was taken for granted. I, I don't know really how I'm trying to put that, but like, you know, maybe that is the reason that this didn't stick around is because people got, tired and thought that they were going to run over their kids with the lawnmower. I don't know. Could be. Steve, what are your thoughts on seeing all that stuff that we went through? I had no idea there was this much. Um, The only thing I remember, I got a a Vince crash test dummy for my brother and uh, this was obvious, I guess, in 93. Um, But like I said, there were PSAs, and that's really what I remember them from back in the day. And uh, at work, our UPS driver at the time, his name was Vince. <laughs> so yes. my my brother and I would call him Vince the Crash Test Dummy. Not, well, gen- yeah. Generally not to his face, but but it was just uh, you know Vince was a good guy, so it wasn't something that we would you know maliciously say. It was just like oh, it's Vince the Crash Test UPS driver or whatever. Right. Um. So I got him a figure for Christmas, but that's my only uh, real experience with it. And I, I remember the the crash and bash chair, but and maybe a vehicle or two. But a lot of this stuff, I'm like, whoa! I have no recollection of the crash cannon, which is pretty sweet, though. Oh yeah. I mean, it's definitely uh, fun. I I, again, I'm kind of shocked that it didn't seem to stick around longer because, yeah. But maybe they released so much in '93. It's like kind of like Travis was saying, "What do you do now? Like you've done everything. Like what other vehicle could you possibly put out now?" Yeah, I mean they they really left like no stone unturned here, right? Which for a toy line is very rare. Because mm-hmm. they do want to have a second line, a third line, and you know, let's not get all the money now. Let's split this in half and get, you know, money twice. So, yeah. Looking at the radio-controlled uh, crash car, I'm curious if it's one of the the sad ones that goes forward and 
then turn goes in reverse and turns left, hmm. and that's like your whole your whole action. Well, what's it, funny is that would be sad. <laughs> I had a I had the Tyco RC car when I was a kid that uh-huh. I can't I think it was I can't remember what it was called, but it it would flip like end over end. And okay. The commercials and they would like, keep going, right? Yeah, the commercials were just like you can go up on the curve and it'll flip over and keep going. It's like yeah. this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And I remember I got it and I had to charge the battery for four hours because I got this for Christmas one year. Charge the battery for four hours for eleven minutes of playtime. But doggone it, you did it, dude! I mean, yeah. it was just so disappointing because I'd be out there in the street and I thought this thing was awesome. And yeah, and it'd be like, mm, and it just died. And it's like, well, that was a quick eleven minutes. <laughs> yeah. That's how they get of... you with like the extra batteries too, the extra battery packs. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it was man. just, yeah. It, it they, man, back in the day, things weren't always that great. But yeah, Tyco made that, and so it, when I saw the brand of this, I was like, oh wow, because I didn't realize Tyco ever made action figures. So clearly, they were trying something here. But again. There was a, probably a lot of stuff in the '90s that slipped through the radar that we never even that we don't remember, or don't don't really remember seeing because it just not everything hit. Yeah. Well, um, as we as we approach the end here, uh, it is my favorite time of the show when we pick our next main event. So, Steve, you are our guest of honor. So, here's what we're going to do. Normally, me and Travis put in two topics to set up our next poll. I'm going to give you two topics, and then me and Travis will each put in one. So, Steve, you will go first. Travis, you'll go second. I'll go third. And then Steve will go again uh, fourth to pick our our fourth topic for this potential main event. So, my friend, the pressure is on you. So, what is your first pick? Just so you know, I had something written down, but then, uh, then I changed my mind while we were going over this list. Oh, no. Yeah. You made a game time decision. I did. I'm just curious if I'm uh, how good a topic it's going to be, or if I'm dating myself too much. But uh, I'm thinking slot car tracks. Ooh, that's a good one. I like that. Very interesting. Travis, what do you got? So I am going with. Um, something that uh, is a series one uh, we'd talk about the whole it'd be an all encompassing like an all in one but it was also one of the very first figures that went with a video game and spawned its own toy line Uh, I thought Disney Infinity figures uh, talk about, Ooh, okay. like, uh, you know, it covered, like, the Disney properties, the movies, branched off into Star Wars, Marvel, like... These are the ones that had, like, the, the little stand, right? Yeah. So they weren't real... They were, like, three-inch, so they weren't action figures, per se, but I know, like, the popularity of Disney Infinity figures brought on the Nintendo Amiibos, and... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The other dragon, <coughs> it's not Bakugan, like, uh, I can't think of who it was. Uh, Skylanders? Skylanders, yes. 
Don't ask me how I got that from Bakugan. <laughs> You're the real MVP today. The winner is you, Steve. There it is. So, uh, yeah. So, like, it spawned off. It, it, it was the first one of its kind. It, it spawned off a couple other different things and a toy line. So, I think it'd be cool to maybe talk about huh? Disney Infinity. Well, since you guys have both kind of thrown off. Uh, unique stuff. I'm going to do the same. And I, this has been a choice before, but I'm like, man, I definitely want to talk about these. Uh, these came out in the mid nineties. I thought they were the coolest thing ever. And they were heavily, heavily featured on the WWE programming. I'm talking about Milton Bradley karate fighters. <laughs> oh, these were just so much fun. They, they were like essentially two packs and they were figures, but like it was also a game. So it was, it was just a, a fun thing. Mm-hmm. So, Steve, that comes uh, back down to you. It's your final pick. What's it going to be? Yeah. I know uh, those that have been listening to the TV Toycast for a long time, there seems to be a running joke with this. So, uh-oh. I'm going with Play-Doh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> of course you would. Take that, Of Travis. course you would do. Pick Play-Doh. Yeah, I got two words for you. Play-Doh. But are you going to pick it? Are you going to vote for Play-Doh, Steve? (laughs) Are you going to vote for Play-Doh, Steve? Would you be upset, Travis? Nope, not at all. Not not at all. Well, now I know you're lying. So, yes, I'm voting for (laughs) Play-Doh. Let's go back through the list here. We have (laughs) Slot Car Tracks, Disney Infinity, Karate Fighters, and Play-Doh. Safe to say, this might be our most random list yet. I love it. I think it's great. Our early predictions, what do you guys think is going to win? I'm pretty sure Nate's going to vote for Play-Doh. I think (laughs) Play-Doh would be kind (laughs) of cool because, like, a lot of, like, accessories and everybody made the Plato snake and then like the hair thing and you oh. had that thing that looked like the stapler that you that, put a ruler through that made a yeah. star because everybody made the star too that was the coolest yeah. one on and that everybody also ate this crap and you weren't supposed to and it was salty <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> so it's all I, I think we also probably all of us have stories of getting in trouble with Play-Doh because of how messy it was and oh I've got I mean, you all know that I have young kids. Play-Doh, well, Play-Doh is not banned, but I can't tell you how often I have found little chunks of Play-Doh. It's just everybody, when you're a kid, you love Mm Play-Doh. And like like you said, you know, uh, even if it doesn't get picked, I want to tell a quick story. I had a, a, a friend who knew how to make what looked like um, bubble gum out of, of Play-Doh, like knew how to <laughs> make it into a square. And, but, I'm already laughing about this. Yeah. Because I know where it's going. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and made the little square look like a piece of bubble gum, handed it to mm-hmm. me, and I was like, yes! Put it in. It is the saltiest, <laughs> nastiest, <laughs> like... <laughs> 
I was so upset because just the consistency man, think, alone would have to be awkward. I would think because you're expecting oh, yum, so you bite down into it, you're expecting that bubble yum goodness, and it's just like that, that sugary rush of bubble gum, like. And I was like five or six, so like gullible enough to like. <laughs> That's a horrible joke, actually. Oh, it was. So I mean, like, I've already, I've already got a story out of the way, but like so, I, I think Play-Doh. I'll like, be honest. I think Disney Infinity might win it simply because Disney's a pretty hot property. I remember going bananas over these, like. Is this Being the one that had, like, stuff. Pirates of the Caribbean and every one of them? Yes, Pirates. Because the new toy box figures are based on the Disney Infinity line. It's like, And you know what? I actually was briefly collecting those, and they shut down my local Disney store. But those were really cool. Like, they had a lot of cool... Like, cause again, it, it, you could literally get Mickey Mouse and Aladdin and Darth Vader and Iron Man. It was really fun. Mm-hmm. And they're and they're stylized like it was yeah. like kind of anime, kind of not, but they all fit because they looked similar, and like it was it was really cool. Yeah, I agree. Definitely fun. Well, we that will be coming up uh, next week. One of those potential new shows. So make sure to vote on our Twitter at TB Toycast. Uh, follow us there as well on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Pick up our official T-shirts over at whatamaneuver.net. We have two shirts available with a new, couple of new designs. And actually, we'll tell Steve about our idea off the air, but we can't reveal that just yet. It's classified mm-hmm. information. I love uh, but, secrets. Yeah, we, of course, we want to thank Steve Hoker for being the official third man of the toy cast this week. And, and, Moving forward, not every week, but I would like to have some reoccurring guests uh, join us from time to time because I think it's a lot of fun to get uh, different perspectives and things like that. So that'll probably be something we do in the future. Uh, but thank you guys for checking out the TV Toy Cast, and we will see you in the toy aisle. Take it easy.